Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's message. I had this message all prepared for today that was going to continue our series about pursuit, and we were going to talk about the first level. And sometimes this happens, and it's not always as a preacher your favorite thing in the world. I was driving into church today, and I felt like I got to preach something else. There's something else that God has put on my heart for today, and it is very much in line with the message of pursuit. But I felt like after last week, we needed to continue this a little bit more, and we needed to talk about what it means to live lives in pursuit of the king. That we need to live lives that are in pursuit of the identity that he has given us. That there are so many things in this world that vie for our attention and try to pull our eyes off of Jesus, but there is something that he's calling us to do, and he's calling us to do it right now in the time that we're living in. You see, this word pursuit is not a word that we choose just randomly. Pursuit means to be about something, to go after something, and to do so intentionally, and to do so with all our hearts. Last week, we talked about three things that pursuit means, and we looked at three stories in the Old Testament. The first one was the story that we looked at uh, with Joshua, and we said that our pursuit in this life is meant to be intentional. Our pursuit in this life is not meant to be something that we do accidentally. It's not meant to be something that we just wake up one day and say, I'm a Christian, I love God, and so I guess I'm going after Jesus. Our pursuit is meant to be intentional and that we are going after the king. That we are going after what he's called us to do. It's not meant to be casual. It's not meant to be something that we do occasionally. But it's meant to be something that we do all the time with our lives. And the last thing that we look at in our pursuit is that our pursuit requires perseverance. Our pursuit requires us to go after what God has called us to do, even when, and especially when, the world around us is not walking in agreement with our pursuit. Especially when we have circumstances that stand in our way. Especially when we walk through life and the difficulties of life come and everything we're going through wants to take our attention away from God. Our pursuit requires perseverance. You see, the point that I really want to drive in here this morning and and looking back to last week is that our pursuit matters. Our pursuit matters of God and all that he's called us to do, it matters because of the time that we're living in. We said last week that our pursuit is not something that looks like the pursuit of the world. You see, the world's pursuit, although it may be well-intentioned, is always temporary. The pursuit of the world is always changing. It's always about one thing one day, and it's about something else the next day, and it'll be about something else next year and the year after that, because it is not founded in the truth of the Word of God. But our pursuit, our pursuit of the truth, our pursuit of our calling, our pursuit of Him is something that was established before the foundation of the world. 
The call that God has put on your life and on my life and on your family's life and on every member of our church's life, that pursuit is something that was designed intentionally and it was done so for this time. It was done so for now. But if we don't recognize the significance of the pursuit that God has called us to walk in, we will walk through life like the world with good intentions, but distracted and ineffective. You see, as I was driving into the church this morning, fully prepared to preach the other message, I felt like God was saying something, that this pursuit that you are going after, it's going to require everything. And if we just think that our mission statement here of being in pursuit of his people, his power, and his promise, if we just think those are nice words that we're going to put on signs and put on our website, if we think that that's all that there is, it's never going to be enough. Our pursuit is after those things. That's what God is calling us to go after. But if we think pursuit is just waking up in the morning and being happy Christians and know we're loved by God, and that's all there is to it, well, I have news for you today. It's not that. We need to know who God has called us to be, and that is a great thing. We need to know that we are loved by God. We need to know that our salvation has been secured by the blood of Jesus. But we cannot stop there. We cannot stop short and just think that simply because I love Jesus, that everything in my life is going to go the way that I expect it to go. That I'm going to make a difference. That I'm going to bring change to my family. That I'm going to bring change to my community. That I'm going to bring change to my nation. That's not how that works. Words are just words. But faith in Jesus, it requires action. It requires us to be about something and to do something and to walk in pursuit of a calling that is greater than we could ever dream up on our own and that we could never do in our own ability. What God is calling you to do today is not something that you could accomplish in a thousand lifetimes. Because what he has for you today requires the power that created the universe. It requires the same power that rose Christ Jesus from the dead. And that is the very thing that we need to be in pursuit of. When I was driving in, I was listening to the, some worship on the way in, and there was this song on by Meredith Maldin. And it says, And faith is the offering I give to you, and trust is the only thing I hold on to. Praise is the sacrifice that I bring to you. You can have it all. You can have it all. That is what pursuit is. Pursuit is, I'm laying everything else aside because Jesus, you can have all that I have and all that I am because it is for you, because it is your call, because it is your purpose, because it is your kingdom, because it is your church. You can have everything that I have. You see, this is the only thing that is going to set us apart from the rest of the world. Think about this for a second. What is it that makes us different as Christians? What is it that gives us a different identity? It's our pursuit of the king. So how come so often 
we as Christians are walking in pursuit of so many things in addition to the king. Why so often is it the king and a whole lot of other things? Why is it so often that we are facing the right direction saying, Jesus, I'm all about what you have for me, but we're not actually moving? You see, there are times in our life where we say yes to Jesus and we say, I'm going to do whatever you call me to do, and that's where it stops. We say yes, but then we don't move. We look in the right direction and say, Jesus, it's all yours. But then we don't always go after it. Because there are other things competing in our life for the attention that we are meant to give to God and God alone. You see, when we say yes to Jesus, when we recognize that there is a destination that he's calling us to go after, it's not enough to simply say, yes, I'll go, and then spend all the rest of the time trying to figure out how we're going to get there with the least amount of effort and the most amount of convenience. If, if you take out your phone and you type in an address in your desti- for, for the destination and you type it into your GPS, what's the first thing you're looking for? You're looking for the quickest route or you're looking for the easiest route? And you're analyzing. Well, I took this way last time and that was a little uncomfortable and I got stuck in traffic there. I, I took this way down, but I don't really like driving on the Taconic. That's my wife. She hates the Taconic. So I'm going to go 684 because it's a little more comfortable. The lanes are a little bit bigger. It's a little bit more well-lit. I'm going to go the most comfortable way I could possibly go. That is not how we are meant to pursue Christ. That is not how we are meant to say yes to Jesus where we say, yes, I'll go. What's the destination? And then we try to find the most comfortable way possible that's going to get us there with the least amount of pain and hurt and effort from ourselves because we want to be ones who say yes to Jesus, but we want to do it on our own terms. That is not pursuit. Pursuit is there is something that I'm going after that I need like I need my next breath. There's this analogy that Dave Ramsey uses if anyone's ever done any of his financial peace courses and it's a gazelle-like intensity. What he says is your debt in your life is kind of like, well, it is. It's like a predator. We, we sometimes treat it like a little puppy dog. Like it's an inconvenience. Like maybe it's going to wet the carpet a few times. Like it's not something that we want. He said, unless you start treating this like what it is, it's a lion and you're a gazelle. You're never actually going to try to get away from it with everything you have. Until we recognize that our pursuit is not an optional, uh, you know, when you go on a cruise and you have like those extras that you get to do, those excursions. This, this following Jesus is not yes to Jesus. I'm going to go on the cruise. I'm going to have a good time. And every once in a while, I'm going to go on an excursion. 
It's a, this is everything. This is all that there is. This is all that matters. I'm living in pursuit of Jesus with all that I am and all that I have and all that I desire. And I'm not going to stop until I get to the place where he has called me to go. And I'm not going to stop and I'm not going to slow down until I have arrived. And guess what? When I arrive, there's more and there's more and there's more and there's more. And it doesn't mean there isn't life in between. There doesn't mean there's not enjoyment in between. It doesn't mean that God wants us to just be these people who are militant and we're never about anything that is potentially fun or restful or anything like that. But it does mean that our number one focus, that our number one purpose, that our number one pursuit above everything else is Him and Him alone. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. And all of its righteousness and all of the other things will be added unto us. But we have to seek Him first. We have to be those who live life in pursuit of the King. Now when you hear this message, it may do one of two things. It may make you feel really excited like, I'm going to go after this. Or the other thing it might do is start to make you feel a little bit inadequate. I make you look back at your past and think, well, I haven't been about being in pursuit of Jesus. I, I feel like for times that I've gone after Jesus, but I've been distracted by other things. Can I just say welcome to the club? Like we've all been there. From the second that we said yes to Jesus, we were about going after Jesus. This was all that we were going to do. Lord, you can have it all. And then somewhere along the way, we got distracted by a whole bunch of other stuff. So this message is not a message of get your act together and condemnation, but it is a message to say we have been called to do something and it matters right now. But the thing about being in pursuit is that very often we are not willing to give what it takes to get to the destination we've been called to go to. You see, so often in life, we try to take the things in our life that we want to hold on to, and we try to pretty them up and make them holy enough to keep around. We take the places of dysfunction, the places of hurt and pain, the places of unforgiveness, the places where we haven't been able to fully let go of these things and, and we just don't have the answers we're looking for. And so we just keep them around, but we don't ever address them. We don't ever really deal with them. We don't really ever allow the Holy Spirit to come in and to transform what needs to be transformed. And so we're trying to be in pursuit of God, but we're carrying all this junk on our back. Because laying this stuff down, it hurts at times. Laying down these things that matter, it really hurts. Laying down the things that we look to for our identity and our purpose. The things that we look at in our life because this is the thing that makes me who I am. We're not willing to lay down those pursuits because we still want people to like us. Because we still want to get likes on Facebook. Because we still want to get people to click the heart on our Instagram pages. And so we still carry these things with us. And we, we put forward these images because this is what's going to make me successful in life. When that's the stuff that doesn't matter at all. It's only temporary. It doesn't last. You're not going to take it with you. 
You see, Jesus has called us to walk in pursuit of him, and he showed us what that looks like. It's a full yes to him. It's a full yes to Jesus. Not trying to bring everything else with us, but understanding that he has called us to give our lives to him. But sometimes that price feels a little bit too heavy. It feels a little bit too, like, too much. I can't give everything that I have. I've tried to do it. I've tried to lay these things aside. I've tried to, to let those things go. I've tried to stop going back to the same things over and over and over again. And I just can't do it. So now I'm just going to accommodate them in my life somehow, but still love Jesus and still go after him. This passage came to my heart when I was driving in today. And I really feel like this in a lot of ways points to what we need to be able to walk in pursuit of God. It's Psalm chapter 63, starting in verse 1. It says, O God, you are my God, and earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you, as in a dry and a weary land where there is no water. David said, I thirst for you, and I hunger for you, and you are the only one that is going to satisfy my thirst and my hunger. But here's the problem today, church. We've got a lot of things that are filling our appetites right now. We've got a lot of things that are filling our bellies, and we can't be hungry for the things of God above all else when we're so full of all the other junk of life. When we go and we eat a big meal... What's the last thing we want to do afterwards? Move, run, be in pursuit of anything except maybe our bed. But in a lot of ways, we've gotten full with the world. We've gotten full with the entertainment. We've gotten full with these devices and the distraction that they bring. We've gotten full with an identity that comes from the world that's constantly wanting to give us the narrative of what's going to bring us happiness. We've gotten full, church. America has gotten full. There isn't a thirst after God anymore. There isn't a thirst after righteousness anymore because I'm not thirsty because I'm constantly taking in the fire hose of life. Are we willing to start to say no to other things that want to fill those spaces so that we can say yes to Jesus? Are we willing to start to fast some of those other things? Are we willing to deny ourselves? Nobody wants to hear those words. Nobody wants to hear the word fast in church, and nobody wants to hear the word deny yourself in church. I don't either. But guess what? Sometimes we got to start to say no to the other things so that we can start to eat out of the things that really matter so that our hunger can increase, that our hunger can go after the right things, so that we stop eating the junk food, we only have a taste for what matters, what lasts, and what's eternal. We have to live lives in pursuit of the King. You see, church, it matters more than you ever can imagine, more than I could ever imagine. We don't know what tomorrow holds. We don't know what the next day looks like in the world, in America, in our communities, in our families. We don't know. But God knows. 
And if we find ourselves in pursuit of anything outside of Him, we are going to find ourselves giving time and energy and emotion to things that aren't going to last and do not matter. You see, so often the church, what it does is it gets comfortable and it goes back to sleep. Things are bad. We go to our knees. We pray to God. We believe that He's going to do something. Things improve. And then we're comfortable again. And we go back to sleep. Donald Trump gets elected in the White House. The church is in a good place. We're not being persecuted. The economy's good. Everything feels good. The church is happy. And the church goes back to sleep. Except for those who are mad about his mean tweets. They're, they're, still, they're still talking about some of those. We feel like everything in our world is, is kind of right. Everything's going, going well. We're happy. We're content. And we go back to sleep. And then we wake up because we realize, wow, things aren't so good anymore. The, world's, the, the things in the world aren't really going that well. The economy's not doing so hot. There's, you know, however many executive orders, day one to do all of these things. And we realize this is not good. And so we wake up a little bit. And then the gas prices start to go down a little bit more. We start to get a little more comfortable. We go back to sleep again. We're not called to go back to sleep. We're not called to live lives just content with what's going on in the world around us. If the world, if things are going good in the world, then I'm happy. But if things are going bad in the world, well, then I got to wake up and do something, I guess. That is not our barometer. We don't use politics. We don't use the world. We don't use the economy. We don't use the news. We don't use the media as our driving force to say whether or not we need to be in pursuit of the king. We live in pursuit of the king because that's who we were made to be. That's who we were created to be. Men and women in alignment with the word of God, the truth of God, realizing that the only thing that is going to satisfy is what comes out of the mouth of God. Because your steadfast love is better than life. My lips will praise you. I will praise you. I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips when I remember you upon my bed, and I meditate, and I meditate, not on the news, not on Netflix, not on YouTube, not on Instagram, when I meditate on you in the watches of the night. When I'm not so excited to go to bed because my day has been so horrible and I have no energy left and I have nothing left, but I go to bed thinking, Jesus, what is it that you're saying right now? What is it that you're saying into my heart right now? What do you want me to do tomorrow? What do you want me to pray about right now? We're meditating on the truth of the word of God because we are living lives in pursuit of him. For you have been my help. And in the shadow of your wings, I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. It's you. It's you that uphold me. It's you that give me strength. I don't need to go to the distractions of the world over and over and over again because that's not where I find my strength. That's not where I find my hope. 
That's not where I find the answer to the question I'm asking. It's not in the world. It's not internal. It is in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Do we understand where we are meant to go in those places? Are we willing to say no to the other things? Are we willing to walk in pursuit of the King? We can't continue to be in pursuit of something with our bellies full and our eyes distracted going after the places of comfort in our lives. We can't be running after him with devices in our hands, with the constant stress of life, the fear of the future, and the shame that we've continued to carry. We have to live life knowing that we have a purpose knowing that you have been created for a specific reason for a specific time for something that is actually meant to accomplish more than you could ever do on your own because it's it's the grace of god it's the strength of god it's the word of god in operation in your life you see when david wrote these words he wrote them running away from an enemy who was attacking him. We don't know whether it was Saul or it was Absalom, but it said it was in the wilderness. He was by himself in the wilderness, running away because there was somebody pursuing him, and yet he turned back to God and said, God, you're the only one that has what I need. And though someone else pursues me, I'm pursuing you. Though there's a situation in my life that is far less than ideal, I'm pursuing you. Whatever it is today that you're dealing with, whatever it is that you're carrying and you're walking with, whatever it is that you've been holding on to, God has a way out and it's called pursuit of Him. It's called walking in agreement, knowing that He has an answer that you could never think about in a thousand years, that He has provision that you could never create on your own, that He's got peace that would pass all understanding, that it is all found in Him and it's not found anywhere else. It's in our pursuit of Him. Today I want to talk about just three things Three things that show us what pursuit looks like. Number one, our pursuit is saying yes to him again. It's very simple. I've been in pursuit of other things, but today I'm saying yes to you, Jesus. This might be for the first time that we've ever said it, or it might be the one millionth time that we've ever said it. I could speak for me personally. I've had to say this yes a thousand times, if not more. God, I feel like I've been facing the right direction. I've been looking at you, but I haven't been in pursuit. God, I know that you've called me to do something. I know that you've called me to to fulfill an identity. And I've seen it and I've known it and I've loved it and I've, and I've been so grateful for it, but I haven't been in pursuit. But today, Lord Jesus, I'm saying yes again. I don't want to just be aware of a calling. I don't just want to be aware of an identity, but I want to be in pursuit of the identity. 
It means saying yes to the king. And it means saying no to anything and to anyone. And sometimes that anyone is just us. Saying no to anything or anyone that would stand in the way of our pursuit of the king. You see, we have to take back the place of our heart once again. You see, when, when you go into a corporation, very often you know that you'd go in and, and you'd have a desk and you'd have a window maybe if you were like a really high up, uh, you know, associate in the, in the company. But now there's these things called shared workspaces. You go to work now and you don't really have a desk. You don't really have a place. You just, anywhere you want to go, you just reserve that spot. And it's cool and it's the new way of doing business and it's all that stuff. But so many times in our life, what I feel like has happened is that we have shared workspaces in our hearts where we're allowing anybody and anything to come in and have an influence on the decisions that we're making over our lives. We're not called to live life by committee. We're not called to live our lives being influenced by the world, by the news, by the ups and downs of life, by other people. It's about time that we take control of our hearts once again, that we take control of the places where the decisions are being made, and we look around the table and we say, you know what? You don't have a place here anymore, and you don't have a place here anymore, and that voice and that lie and that thing, you don't have a place in my heart anymore because there's three people that are invited into the boardroom with me. It's me, it's the Father, it's the Son, and it's the Holy Spirit. There's some people today that we need to take a look at in our life and say, you know what? They don't get to have a voice in my life anymore. There's some lies that we've believed in the past that we need to look at today and say, you know what? You don't get to speak into my life anymore. There's been some ways of thinking that we've allowed to exist that we need to look at today and say, you know what? That is not helping me in my pursuit of the king. That's not helping me in my hunger for the king. That's not helping me pursue God. In fact, it's only weighing me down. It's only slowing me down. And there's no place for it anymore. And my prayer today, and my prayer before I ever even got into this room today, was that you would allow the Holy Spirit to speak into those places to identify any of the things that you need to get rid of today and that by the time you walk out of those doors that you would say, no, I've left that behind. There's some friendships in our life that, we don't, that we're not benefiting from anymore. There's some voices in our life that we need to, to begin to, to cut off. You see, the decisions we make in pursuit of God... They're so that we could be the light of the world, so that we can be an influence on the rest of the world. But it doesn't mean we allow the world to have a voice at the table. Amen. We need to be in pursuit of the king and everything that that means and everything that that looks like. I want to ask if the worship team would come up this morning as we just look at this last point here today. You see, pursuit and pursuit of the king... It's a yes to him. It's a no to any of the hindrances. And the third thing that it is today is that it is a waking up to what God is calling us to do. It's a decision to say, I'm not going to hit the snooze button anymore. 
that I'm not going to get comfortable again. That I'm not going to live a life with one hand on the steering wheel in pursuit of where God's called me to be and my other hand distracted by everything else in this world. It's saying, God, you've called me to do something that's greater than I could ever imagine. And when I show up before you, God, I'm not going to show up in my pajamas anymore. I'm not going to show up half asleep, disheveled, distracted by a million different things. But when I show up before you, God, I'm going to be dressed and I'm going to be ready for action. That we as a church are not going to show up to church thinking about what I could get out of church today what I can consume, what I can receive only, but I'm going to show up knowing that God, you've called me to something. You've called me to do something. You've called me to be someone. You've called me to bring something to the table that has been written in heaven before I ever took my first breath on earth. And I'm not going to show up and just expect that it's going to happen. I'm not just going to hope that things are going to go the way that, that, that I think that they should. But I'm going to show up today before you, God. I'm going to show up with my armor on. I'm going to show up knowing that you've called me to do something. And I'm saying yes to you today. I'm saying yes to you above everything else. I'm going to walk. I'm going to run. I'm going to keep my eyes focused on you. And I'm going to pursue everything you've called me to do. 